Yo, Ope. What up? It's Rocky from the Super Ugly Show. Loving the new show. Been listening to you since the NEW days. And I have to say, this is by far your best work yet. Love the show. Great hearing it two times a week, bud. Let's make it four, five. Let's get a live thing going. Phone number. Do something. Let us interact. All right, Ope. Later. The Opie Radio Rant Line is open, 888-505-OPI. Let's take a few calls before we get to our episode today. Yeah, um, this is Dave in Tennessee. The guy that cuts in, you got to get rid of that guy. He's, he tries too hard to be funny, I think, and he's not. Pass me to base, please. And the, uh, the, uh, the bit to get people to call in to do this. It was like fucking 10 minutes long, dude. Six. I mean, uh, it can't be that long. The, that guy was given a lot of information when he did it, where he was at when he did it. And, uh, and I think at some point he even said, I don't, people probably don't care. No, we don't. Um, Pass me the guitar, please. Thanks. I mean, sometimes the show's really fucking good, man. Uh, Carl's great. You seem happy. Uh, I listen, you know, quite often. But some of it is just weird, man. That dude coming in, there's no way you're approving this. It has to be forced on you. It has to be. There's no way you want that guy coming in saying that dumb shit. <laughs> but it does affect, to me, it, it, it enrages me. I can't help it. It makes me, what the fuck am I listening to? But anyway, I wish you well. I'll keep listening, probably, and I'm, I'm sure I will. But God bless this guy; he's a real fan. But that part's kind of weird, man. It, it, it's kind of. If it was ironic, you might get a giggle out of it. But I don't. I don't think it's being done ironically. I, I think that dude really thinks he's funny. Um, in an ironic way, I think it's what I think. But he's not. He's, it's it's it's. Um, as you guys used to say, that's douche chills is what he gives me <laughs> and uh, anyway good luck bro what's up Opie I saw you walking in New York dude looks like you got a big hog in those sweatpants brother <laughs> keep up the good work my man you know I've yet to meet him face to face and I look forward to that day and I think I'd have a hard time finding myself drifting my eyes down there but I'm glad you're comfortable enough to admit it thank you whoever you are hey Greggy Jimmy out on Long Island. I'm at a train station. I got podcast sounds. What's up, brother? Just wanted to let you know the uh, show's been absolutely awesome. Carl's the best. The voiceover guy needs to do uh, needs to do some work. We don't need uh, 10 minutes for a promo on how to call in. But Six. otherwise, you guys have been awesome. And I uh, can't wait to hear more. Thanks. Thank you, Jimmy. We appreciate that. Yo, Opie, Carl, Joey, I love you guys. I'm Ivan from San Diego. Um, I barely learned about Opie and Anthony about two years ago. I've been watching all your videos on YouTube, and I love your podcast. Out of all the three of them still going, Opie, you're the best. You're the realest. I can tell how genuine you are. I love you. I miss Patrice. I miss Otto and George. Well, you're the best. Keep on rocking, man. We're listening to you in San Diego, California. All right. Thank you, Ivan. Man, hey, okay, man. You poor soul, man, over here. Just calling up and giving you some love, man. We love the brother, man. We love the brother, man. All right, peace. Peace, love, boy. 
Hey, Opie. This is Steven from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, the Bourbon Snob on Twitter and Instagram. Just wanted to say that I have been listening to your show since you came on uh, XM, and I've been through the whole thing, and I can't believe how awesome you sound, man. It's just great to hear how happy you are and how much you're loving doing this podcast. I love the podcast. I think it's great. It's like hanging out with my friends, man, and just jiving and talking. It's, it's awesome. Good luck to you, brother. And uh, I'm looking forward to many more awesome podcasts. Thanks, man. Stephen, the biggest comment I keep hearing, whether it be through social media or uh, personal emails or wherever, on these messages that I'm sifting through, is Opie sounds happy. I can't even imagine how miserable Greg must have sounded doing his show over the past years before leaving XM. I don't know because I didn't listen because I was working on other radio shows in a day, but he must have sounded quite miserable for you to notice how happy he sounds. And I've gotten that comment over and over time and time again. So I'm happy that he's happy. I'm happy you're happy. Thanks for calling, man. I have, I have, I have a hermal spray and I'm an old weeder woman and I listen to you. And I think you're pretty good, Fowler. And I don't much like that old. Chef, you got on there, he's always talking highfalutin kinds of things that I could do without him, but I do like it. That little Opie feller, he's pretty good. Well, thank you, and I hope you have a good day. And, uh, and I'll leave you with, if you see a penny, pick it up. All the day you'll have a bright, shiny penny. All right, thank you, bye. Okay, I, I heard the end of that, I mean, that cliche, wonderful. Everything else, I could not make out what it was. If anyone that's listening could send me an actual transcript of what was said, I'd love to hear it. Hey, Opie, it's John. Calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just want to let you know, the show's freaking awesome, man. It's great. Glad to hear Carl a lot. Glad to hear the guests you have on. Uh, miss the uh, old show. I know that's no longer on, uh, but this is a perfect fit. Um, everything's been going awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people I talk to have listened to you when it used to be ONA and your new show. Um, everything is great, man. Everything is great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Yo, OB Cuban. This is Kevin from Ohio. I am SirNearFit on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media. Anyhow, huge fan of the show. Not a listener from the early days of ONA came along the last few years of Sirius, but the show is fantastic. The emotional journey I have been on with you guys from the in-studio laughs to the firing to the succubus in Chatham that took the damn Cuban dog and broke his heart, that bitch. But I'm a huge fan. Recently came to New York City, went on an opium Cuban tour, went to Gebhards, went to Blue Smoke. Man, you guys have changed my life. You're funny. You're poignant. The shows get me. And I am a fan for life, brother. OB Radio. I'm in. Peace. Kevin from Ohio, I think you came up with a cool idea for a contest. We should invite some listeners to New York City so they can go on that Opie Radio Carl Ruiz tour. That would be an awesome thing to do and uh, get some listeners to go to Gebhardt's or wherever, walk around and have some fun and hang out with uh, with the guys for the day in podcasts. So that's something that we should put in the works here at Westwood One. Thanks for that. Sub Masters from Tampa. 
Opie, love the podcast. My question is for Carl. Remember, I'm your brother from a white mother. Is it hashtag Ruizing or hashtag Ruizing? I'll let Carl answer that one, but I believe it's Ruizing, even though I say Ruiz. I have no idea why I say Ruiz. Uh, Greg says it, so I say it. Hey, guys, it's Jolton Joe here from Nowheresville. I just want to tell you guys that I love what you, what you do. Opie always have your legend. Carl is hysterical, and he's a good dude underneath it all. But I want to hear some more Joey. Joey is hysterical with those cut-ins, and uh, I've become a big fan. All right, that's it. I don't know how stupid I sound, but uh, thank you, guys. You've been an inspiration to me uh, in my little pissant uh, podcast that I do. See you later. Jolton Joe, my man, thank you for the support. I could surely use it today. Listen, your podcast is not a pissant podcast. Let's give it a plug. Go to patreon.com slash Jolton Joe. Check out his podcast. I will do it as well as soon as I have an, an extra hour in my day. I got several podcasts I plan on listening to from listeners of the show. I just got to find myself some time. I am busy producing this podcast as well as other podcasts for the Westwood One Podcast Network. And that is very time consuming. Thanks, Jolton Joe. What's going on? This is Chins from Kings Park. Been listening to the show for years now. Phenomenal. Cuban, you're not a human being. You are an animal. This is the greatest show I've ever listened to. Peace. Well, that's high marks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Ken from New Jersey. And uh, I, I like your episode about fall being the worst. But I think you missed one thing. Uh, you touched on the, the pumpkin picking, the, the hayride. But you didn't mention the fall festival. In New Jersey, they have these things around this time of year. You, you name a fruit put the word festival after it apple festival sounds fun almost exciting but you get there and it's a card table with tube socks for sale and knockoff colognes in front of a goddamn fried oreo truck the last one i went to was a fucking pan flute guy selling cds oh the pan flute guy fuck fall i'm enjoying the show thank you <laughs> thanks for the call hi my name's rob from the detroit michigan area when you guys got canned from Sirius, it was devastating. It got me home from so many stressful nights or days at work. I was lost, didn't know what to do or listen to. I actually called Sirius the next day and canceled my subscription. At the time, it was still free in my new vehicle. I told them to get that fucking radio station off of, the, off of my car. So glad that you guys are back. You and Carl are hilarious. I listened to every episode. I haven't missed anything. Doing a fantastic job. The guests are awesome. I just can't tell you how happy I was to find out you guys were going to do this podcast. And Carl, you might be a great chef, but you're a funny motherfucker, man. You guys, keep it up. Thanks for that call. What's up, boys? John from Staten Island. Loving the new show. Very reminiscent of when I started listening to you back in 1998. My only concern is... You found your new radio partner from a blue collar job. While with them, he got divorced, and now he's dating girls twenty years younger than him. Hello. It sounds all too familiar. Love you, boys. Bye. Hey, Opie, man, you kick ass, dude. I don't care what anyone says about you, dude. I love you. Um, and uh, you know, even though Anthony 
and Jimmy and Sam and all them dudes. They talk a bunch of shit about you. You do what you do. So thanks. Nice. Boo! I wish I had somebody to speak to like Opie or Seth Carl. But uh, this is just a big fan out here, NYC East Village. So this is William Castillo. I just want to say uh, I had an idea for a podcast. Uh, it involves uh, Carl getting a restaurant and having Chris DiStefano, uh, Vic Hanley, and uh, and uh, some other guys from the show. And basically uh, just podcasting it out. I mean, I think it's a great idea. It, sometimes I feel like it's better than the uh, opening Anthony show, which I also was a really big fan growing up with my dad. Anyway, keep doing what you guys are doing. And uh, Opie. Podcast noises aren't really uh, uh, that that's fascinating <laughs> or appealing. Yes. So uh, might as well minimize that. Other than that, keep doing what you're doing, guys. William, I couldn't agree with you more. Podcast noises aren't all that. And uh, I think that's a great idea. We should do a series with Carl Wesney and the evolution of his restaurant opening. Awesome idea. Thanks, William. Hey, boys. This is Steve in Panama City Beach, Florida. I'm calling to tell you I love the show. First time uh, uh, I heard it, I went nuts for it, and uh, I've listened to every episode since. I've listened to it since day one. Keep up the good work. Love you, Kevin. Love you, Vic. Love you, Hope. Love you, Sherrod. That's at HokieGuy1996 on Twitter. Take it easy, boys. Hope, sir. This is J.K. from Trumbull, Connecticut. Just want to let you know you're doing an amazing job with the show. Love the show. But, One request. Uh-huh. Why don't you do a series with Carl about opening up a restaurant? Bill Simmons did something very similar with David Chang, about five episodes long. Smart. I think it would be great to have Carl's perspective and your guys' spin on what Bill Simmons had done. But anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Love what I hear. Keep it up, boys. Hey, this is Justin from Illinois. Hey, um, podcast is great. Uh, the thing I like is especially breaking down the fourth wall. And then one of the last episodes where you had Joey Salvia talking for a couple minutes again. I thought that was really cool. It's really insightful. It's, it's great to see the process nice. of how these podcasts are put together. Greg, keep doing what you're doing. Carl, keep screwing like you're screwing. <laughs> Have a good one, fellas. Well, there you go. That's two votes for a Carl Ruiz series and the opening of his restaurant. That's great ideas. Thanks for the calls, guys. Let's get to the show. This show was done actually over the summer, and we kept having to bump it because we kept getting good guests, and Greg had some of his old friends on the podcast. So we kept pushing this one back, and now we're going to finally give it to you. We're going to throw it in here. It's our host doing his thing on the streets of New York City. Get ready for some podcast noises and a whole lot more as we visit Opie's Neighborhood on the Westwood One Podcast Network. Meet Greg Hughes, mostly known as Opie. He's a legendary radio guy who's introduced you to some of the best comedians you've heard over the past couple of decades. A few are even podcasting and kicking ass doing so. He lives on the Upper West Side of New York City and likes to step out into the street on occasion to record with the new gear we bought him here at Westwood One Podcast Network. Well, actually, we pulled it out of an old storage closet, but that's not the point. The point is that Opie has a new podcast on Westwood One, Opie Radio. He talks to friends, famous people, Carl Ruiz, stops at bars, special events, 
and even has his own broadcast studio when he doesn't mind being trapped in a room behind an RE-20. That's a standard broadcast mic for those of you who aren't in a business. Well, Opie, he actually loves to walk around and take things as they come. A bit like a reality show, a slice of life. And now Opie has decided to introduce you to a few people he visits with each day. People who aren't famous in the traditional sense. People you may have seen before while rushing from one train to a cab or an Uber on the streets of New York City. These are real people just doing what they do in Opie's neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day to be Opie's neighbor. Opie's neighbor. He's walking around these city streets with a mist and microphone hoping to meet a neighbor. Opie's neighbor. Just when you're about to ask someone for a couple of bucks. Hey, what are you doing? Or inconspicuously nurse your baby. Get on my podcast. Fuck. Podcast. All of a sudden you're on his show and not getting paid. Now you know. At any time, in rain or shine, you might be Opie's neighbor. That's what I do. I walk and talk. I'm podcasting. You want to be on it? Don't do spectrum shit in here. Opie's neighbor. What's going on, everybody? I find myself back in New York City on the Upper West Side, and I'm walking the streets. It's really, really hot. It's about 95 degrees, and uh, no relief in sight. That lady just... She was getting my attention, I thought, but she was just talking to herself. Anyway, uh, hey. hey, what's up? Hey, what are you doing? Get on my podcast. We're live on your podcast. We are, well, it's, it's taped a walking to live. podcast. That's what I do. I walk and talk. I'm, I'm actually uh, going to do a few things, but I started uh, right here. Lenny Marcus, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you? See who you can meet on the corner. Well, this guy over here is cool as fuck. Oh, they give me a quarter, guy. <laughs> give me a quarter. Give me a quarter. Have you ever stopped to talk to him though? No, I figure he's got more money than I do. His, I'm so pissed at him. His name is William. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he's got a funny eye. You see yeah, that, right? Yeah. But he's he's like the mayor of this area. Every block has a mayor, and he's he's, he's the, the mayor. mayor. Yeah. yeah. Every day, asks me for the same quarter. I'm not giving you. You've never given him a, uh, given a quarter? quarter. No. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he's not. He's just sitting there. I'm not giving it to for what? He's, What's he's, the service? I gotta work like a dog. Right. Well, that guy just goes, "Give me a quarter," and I just give him money. Yeah. No. He's a good guy. Absolutely, no. You want to go over, over and talk to him? No. Maybe? Absolutely Why? not. I have to go up. I have to go back up. How long? How long have you? Uh, lived in New York? I've lived in New York uh, over 20 years. Maybe All right, 25 so years. why don't you talk to guys like that? No. no I don't want to know his story. Get off my court. Let him be the mayor of 73rd Street, not 72nd Street. He bothers you every day? Yes, every just, day, and he scares you. That, like, that give me a quarter. When uh, you're not looking for it, well, you'll jump. Look at that guy reaching into his pocket to get his quarter. Yeah. Like, yeah, but this for a quarter, I get good stuff from the guy. Where does this guy live, really? Around the block. Does he? Yeah. He he, just, that's his job. I've talked to him. When it gets really hot, he hits the streets because he doesn't have AC. See, I know about him, Money Marcus. Are you married now? How does he, yeah, he's married, baby. You, the whole thing. You did get the baby? Yeah, we have a baby. Bro, we haven't talked in a while. Yes. Because you were you were debating yes. that. How old's the kid? The kid is nine weeks today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So you're not sleeping? Not sleeping. So At all? No. Oh. So I'm on the edge as it is. So every time I walk by this guy, he goes, "Give me a quarter." I jump like nine feet. It's like, leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. I got, I got saving for college. Can I? That quarter's going to that five thirty nine, whatever that thing, five twenty nine program. Boy or girl? Girl. Congratulations. Thank you man. very much. Are you happy? 
Yeah, it's thrilled. It's, she's it's a little so weird, cute. right? It's weird. It's exhausting, but it's great. Well, yeah. The great part comes about three or four months in. Well, she's smiling at us now, so I'll take it. After nine weeks? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. All yeah. right. How old are yours? Uh, eight and six. Eight and almost six, but I say eight and six. So yeah. is it easier? Way easier. Yeah. Now they change themselves. They get their own food. <laughs> yes. You know. No, That's this good. is the easy time They're now. They're not knocking stuff off the shelves. Nah. They're reaching up. And no, no, the, no, no, no. No, now I can have my stuff back in my apartment. We had to hide it for a few years. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> well, we're trying to move, but I don't know. We're, we're trying to stay in this area. A lot of That's water there, Letty. A lot of water. Are Got you it? still podcasting? Yes. Four Corners Podcast. Okay. You can listen to... Me and not you know who on me. Oh, you and uh, Kevin still yeah. don't talk. <laughs> no, I'm talking. He doesn't want to talk. So why doesn't he want to talk? Because he's a jerk. <laughs> he's a 24 seven jerk. Yeah, what but you, you knew do? that going into That's it. That's what he does. That's well, you what all he does. knew that he was a jerk going into it. He'll admit that. I know. Well, he lived up to it. Yeah. All right. We'll do this like for real one day. Would love to. All right, Lenny Marcus, everyone. I love Lenny. Sorry, what'd you get there? Did you buy something good at the bodega? No, this is how I carry my podcast equipment around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see yeah. you later. Well, I'm going to go talk to William, the quarter guy, as Lenny Marcus says. William, can I get some shade? Yeah. I got to get some shade under your umbrella. Wait, th- th- this umbrella makes it even hotter. Hey, brother, how are you, man? What are you doing? I'm podcasting. You want to be on it? Uh, I don't know. What is it about? It's about, like, William right now. I walk the streets. Okay. Yeah. How are you, William? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah, sure. I'm going to let you do this, so I'm going to run. I'll come back. Hey, don't forget my therapy. I won't. What's going on? I just ran into Lenny Marcus, one of the regulars in the neighborhood, and he says that you ask for a quarter every time he walks by. And I said, William is a damn nice guy that gives knowledge and he's someone to converse with when you're going about your day in New York City. What do you think of that, William? I think you're lying. I'm lying? No, he's lying. How do you look? He's a comedian, but he he can't be bothered with you asking for a quarter. He says you ask for a quarter every time he walks by. First of all. Once you walk past me and you say no, I don't follow up with another thing. One thing de- decent about me. Yeah. And this is the real fact. Yeah. I'm not going to be bothered with you. Right. won't be bothered with me. Of course. So, next time, whenever we come by again, I don't really bother nobody. My main thing is talking to people just like you talk. Me and you have talked many times. I'm going to warn you. So, Lenny's a little like... He looks, uh, he looks stereotypically uh, Jewy, with glasses. I never, even, I never even met him. Yeah, I know, because he, he runs by you. I go, I defended you, William. I said, William's a great guy. He, he brightens up your day when you walk by, so uh, you should stop and talk to him. And he said, no. He said, no. Yeah, and he wants to know where you live. I said, he lives close to here, but he likes being on the corner. He likes being on 72nd no, and West End, talking to the people. To I live in Fort Rockaway. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. One time we talked, I thought you said you uh, live close to here. So you can... I used to work around here. Oh. But I never lived... I live in Fort Rockaway. That's I far take, away. I take a sessu ride. You take a what? A sessu ride. Oh, the bus? No, it's a bus. It's a van. Yeah. And it picks me up. Okay. And drops me off over here. And then you uh, collect money all day? You collect quarters? And talk to the people? I talk to the people. I give more enlightenment. Yes, you do. And 
this person that said he spoke to me yeah. and always ran for me, yeah. I could care that because I don't know nobody. I understand. There's plenty of people that are more than willing to talk to you, William, mm. including myself. Wait, let me think. Yeah. There's a good part about me. Yeah. And there's a part that I don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be bothered. Why I want to be bothered with you? Right. So we talked before. You had you had a bit of a, some bad luck in your life, right? No, I had a scope. Yeah. I had amulet. You got a hole in your head. You just yeah. you just pulled off you just pulled off your hat and you got yeah, a. Yeah, I joined. Wow. They they had a they had to go in. They had to go in. Can I tell you a funny, yeah. funny story? Sure. Okay. I walking down the street, leaving leaving from over here, and went down the train station. Me and my daughter, and something hit me in the head. But then nothing hit me. In the head. I had blood on the brain. Wow. I passed out. Wow. So I passed out for almost uh, three or four weeks. Three or four weeks? Yeah, okay. And, and you thought something hit you, hit you in the head, but nothing hit hit no, you in the head. You had blood on the brain. Yeah. So I woke up right there. Right. Good bet. Good, good. Wow, man. So, so I couldn't move my leg. Right. I couldn't move my... Yo, what's up, baby? Oh, you, that part of your brain is still happening, William. That brain. part of your brain is still working nice. Really? Really? <laughs> you're get a good laugh out of Okay. So, I woke up in the hospital and I cut down. Grew. Grew. With my daughter. The well team. With my daughter. Right. But they couldn't understand me because my speech was goo, goo. So they kept writing things on a piece of paper. Things on Pittsburgh. A third day, they finally figured out where I was trying. And they said, Your daughter, with your mother and your sister. Okay. So I said, It's time me go home. When you say home, I mean I'm going to pass on. Right. And day, day, day went by. And so I stayed there about six weeks. I went to a hospital and at a nursing home. And every day they come in, they clean me up, shave, you know, sit me up in bed. I watch TV. This particular morning, they came to the room and said, Mr. Stokes, we are going to take you out in the room and sanitize the room, clean it up and everything. I mean, you know, so I'm out in the hallway and they play in the music. Woman walked past me, and she walked past me. She had on nothing but her gown and holding a nurse's hand like this. Her gown came open. Oh yeah. That's what happened to me. That's what happened. <laughs> it pointed right up. It pointed right up. The nurse, <laughs> nurse is looking at me. She said, "That man ain't dead. That man ain't dead." I grew. <laughs> the cover then came on. She went and got all the doctors and nurses. Right. And she shook the doctor and said, You still can think. Right. If you still think, his muscles just don't act. Sure. So he came in that and he said, You going to therapy? He said, No. He said, I heard you had everybody standing at attention in the hallway. Yeah, I can smell the hair. You said <laughs> that's awesome. So 
He took me up to therapy. They had a, uh, this is like an exercise room. So he took, picked me up and laid me on the floor, on the mat, on the floor. I thought about crawling. The exercise with the exercise The leg, I went to speech therapist three times a week. So I finally got where I could walk and stuff, but I couldn't really move that fast. But, hey yo, talk to you later. So, I went down there where the room was sitting at. And I said, hello, my name is William. So, Wait, say that again, because that truck went by. Hello, my name is? William Stokes. Yeah. You say hi. And then I said, thank you for teaching me how to talk. She ain't never seen your dumb ass before. I said, yeah, but I see your ass before. <laughs> and I said, if you go to lunch with me, I'll tell you how. She said, we can't leave the nursing home. I said, we can leave the nursing home. We go into lunch and we got to take our nurses with us. So we took our nurses with us, went to lunch, and by that time I told her the story. He took me out of my chair and wheeled her back to the hospital. Because she laughed so hard that she almost had But then the, that following year, we became very good friends. After nine, ten o'clock, had to give a bad check. She come up, watch TV with me. I started checking in with her, have a relationship. Really? Good for you. Oh, man. That brought you right back. So there was this incredible tragedy that led to something kind of nice for you, William. Yeah. And, it, and it all started with the boing because they weren't sure how, how bad the stroke was. And then when you boinged, they knew this guy's going to be all right. Kind of okay, all right, go ahead. Next year came, at Christmas and the holiday, I asked, could I get a place on the outside? So they gave me a nice place in Queen, and we're going Hillside Avenue, on 64 Street. They gave me a, a nice apartment with Parkerville Street, Piggy Blue. Everything was in the middle of a big center. So I asked her, would she come and live with me? And she came and lived with me. Went to church together, we went to Nashville together. She stayed with me for two years. And then she, she left me. She left you? Yeah. Ah, oh, heartbreaking. No? No. When God take your life, ain't nothing you can do. Oh, she left, meaning she died. Yeah, I didn't want to say die. Oh. So death is death. Right. She left me. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, William. So, so I figured I'm scared to touch me because I scared my bun young and killed me. Killed me. Yeah. So I went to, to my apartment in Brooklyn, Jersey. You know what my apartment in Jersey is? I went to the casino every weekend. Come back home to the casino. So about a year later, I came downstairs, sitting there talking, and I asked this woman, I said, would you want to serve from the store? She said, yeah, I'll take a serve. I went to the store for a whole case of it. Really? And guess what? What happened? That's my wife. She, that's your wife? Yeah. 
Congratulations. Well, I ain't tell you the plain thing about Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to crack you up. Okay, let's. My first wife that died was named Lisa. My girlfriend, her name was Lisa. And guess, guess what my wife and I did? Lisa. Lisa. You like the name Lisa, I guess. No, just question. I know it is, William. You're the best. But you know what? Huh? I live in Far Rockaway. Yep. I I enjoy living. I have my problems. But you know what? By the grace of God, I You're still here. Fist bump. William, I love you. For real, I see you all the time. We talk when I don't have this thing on. And the people in the neighborhood love you. Uh, and you, you put a smile uh, on everyone's face. So keep it up, all right? You know what I do. Oh. I and do. by the way, you told me to go back and do this. I know. Do you remember me? Yeah, but see... Well, guess thing. what? I'm doing it. But listen, are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I, I did this for a long time. I didn't enjoy it when I was in a radio station. Now I'm doing this podcast, and I love it. I love it. Do you know what you guys do? What? Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. I'm going to carry on. Here's a few bucks. Okay. I, that's uh, for me and that, that that cheapskate, Lenny Marcus, who didn't want to give you a quarter or or talk to you. Do me a favor. Yeah. Uh, you, hello, good afternoon. Him, I don't know who you're doing. Hello. Hello, is you give me respect. All right, brother. And I give you respect. Have a good day. Missed you the other day. Hey, yo. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Sure. All right. See, everyone just gives you money. They love you, William. I'm going to talk to you again, all right? I got to go. Hey, I got yo, things to do. No suntan. No kidding. But this umbrella's making you hot. Yeah. It's, okay. All right. All right. There he goes. William, everyone. That's why he talked to these guys. That's a hell of a story right there. All right. Going to continue walking uh, the Upper West Side of New York City. Oh, look at this. My lucky day. Across the street is, uh, I don't know his name, to be honest with you. But he's been around this neighborhood forever as well. And he hangs out on that uh, park bench over there. I know I'm saying over there because it's not video, but trying to paint the picture for you. And what I know about the guy, I've talked to him as well over the years. He's in his 90s. And he's a, uh, he's a vet. He's another guy that the neighborhood absolutely loves. So this podcast is shaping up to be pretty nice. I'm going to cross the street and talk to him. Joey, I guess you could do something here. You got it. And then I'll... Uh, and I'll continue across the street. How can you not like William? William is a person in your neighborhood. And it's understood that he commutes from far rock away. William is a person in the neighborhood. We'll ask you for a quarter each day. I have to tell you guys about my newest time-saving trick. Why are you talking like that? Because I'm very excited oh, about... <laughs> What's the name of this company? <laughs> Simple Contacts. Mm. No, I'm, I'm kidding, Simple Contacts. I knew who I was talking about. That was me having a little fun so people pay attention to the live reads during a podcast. Yeah. All right? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> a little punch drunk. Uh, we had some fun today. I, I had a blast Let's talk today. about the Conktonooch. All right. So I got a wife, right? She's got the contacts, right? Your wife wears contacts? Yes, she does. And uh, she renews her contacts while sitting on the couch, and it takes like five minutes. That's it. Oof. 
You want to know why? She's using an awesome new app called Simple Contacts, Carl. Oh, it's an app? Yes. Well, you know I like me the apps. How great is this? Anyone who wears contact lenses needs to know about this. I'm thinking about switching to contacts. You should. People are saying I'm better looking now. Do you believe them? Or is it? You're better looking now with what? Just I'm better looking now than I used to be. Is it because I'm not married and I'm not crying walking around? <laughs> you don't have puffy eyes from crying. I don't have puffy eyes from crying and despair. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be ready to take off the glasses. What do you think? Look, 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 this how I would look at contact. All right. <laughs> I just stared at Ophi's eyes. He's so creeped out. I'm not your dreamboat. <laughs> you are a good-looking dude, though. Let me Thank you, Carl. I really appreciate that. And because of that, I'm going to get you Simple Contacts. You're going to get me a lot of stuff. Yes, I am. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes through an online vision test. How cool Shut is up. that technology? Yes, it's designed by doctors, and every test is Thank reviewed. God. <laughs> Imagine if it was. <laughs> yeah, but do you really need that Smart in the script? <laughs> that was. That's how you guys nailed it. Right. You know, by using the old Doctor New cheat. Yeah, the other the other company it, it was designed by bricklayers. <laughs> yeah, they, they failed immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think you need that line in this. Thank script. God, Simple Contacts has that foresight. Right. <laughs> I'll leave uh, the podcasting to me, and I'll leave the uh, the business this angle to uh, simple contact. So I guess they really need that in the copy. Okay. Designed by doctors and every test is reviewed by a doctor. Okay. So there's doctors everywhere. Yeah, to make sure you're doing it right. So they're literally bringing the doctor's office to your home. Yes. How cool is that? The contact lens prices are unbeatable. The vision test is only $20 and shipping is free. Best of all, my listeners, our listeners, get $20 off their first simple contacts order with promo code my code. Oh, that's an f- interesting code. Did the doctors come up with the promo too? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to pump up your codes. <laughs> pump up the codes. Pump them up. <laughs> Maybe this code is for Kanye West. <laughs> zero, 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 right, right, zero. Right. No, their code is my code. They, they need people to know their promo code is my code. Right. Try it for yourself. Save $20 on your lenses by going to simplecontacts.com slash my code. There you go, Carl. You can remember that, right? Uh, 50-50. Or entering the code my code at checkout. I want to mention that this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Don't just take it from me, though. Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 5,000 times on the App Store. That's pretty impressive. I like this guy. These people these days, they're not willing to give a a five-star review that easily. So knowing that they have over 5,000 five-star reviews, that's that's pretty impressive. That's a big deal. Good for you, Simple Contacts. You know why? Because they use doctors. Yes. That was smart. That was smart. Bang that out. I wish I was smart. Me too. Again, get $20 off at simplecontacts.com slash my code or just enter code my code at checkout. Save time, save money, and save yourself a headache with, with Simple Contacts. Get us working together. Killing it. Opie's Neighborhood. Summertime. Tell me about it. Summertime in the city. You're like the mayor of the Upper West Side, my brother. I'm, listen, and I, I'm not, I ain't no boy. I'm an educated Central Park South playboy gangster. You're a playboy gangster? That's what I am, baby. That's what makes me happy. 
How old See, are you now, sir? I was 93 the 5th of August. You Nin just turned 93. I just turned 93, yes. Well, so happy birthday, man. It's all good, baby. And I'm here to keep love alive by promoting the future. And I aspire to inspire. Aspire to inspire. You understand? Being a man of honor and integrity. I totally understand. I've been seeing you walking around these parts for 15 years. You're like the mayor of the area. Everyone loves you. That's right. They care for love. And I'm, I'm, see, you can't be absolute. Only the universe is absolute. I'm a good gangster. I'm a feminist gangster. I represent the ladies. I represent the children. And those that are, uh, uh, I've been to war. I've been to, I've been to, I've been to murderous war, fighting the Japanese and World War II, brother. I had to fight America's so-called white Eagles because I had more trouble with them than I did with Japanese. Because I was a country boy. I was reared in Williamsburg, Virginia, on our land. And my also, I predate Columbus. My mother was of Cherokee, Blackfoot Indian, Connect. I'm a brave. Brother. Don't burn your hands. I like it hot. You like Let's, it hot? Okay. <laughs> Listen, you have a good day. You too. I'll be talking to you. Right. Thank you. Like I said, everyone knows this guy. He's waving. This guy just buys you a cup of coffee. Oh, this is my... Wait a minute. Putting your coffee oh. down. Go ahead. Uh-oh, he's reaching into his bag. Here we go. Yeah. He's digging into his bag. What are you what are you gonna show me here, sir? Here it is. Alright. Oh. Be in the, listen, be in the lobby of Hargrave at 5 p.m. Monday, June the 18th. It was a gala. Gala at that's the guy you just saw. I want you to see who he is. You can read. You see what that name says there? David, uh, yeah, he's the executive director, director of, of Project, Project Fine. Fine, annual gala and wine reception, and, and you got invited to it. I was invited. Right. I, when they, when these were, these are the people that contribute to the organization. And I was there when he called my name. They cheered me because everybody loves me. And I'm a pro professional, 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 whatever with good intentions. It's all good, man. But that's why I wanted to talk to you, because I've seen you walking around. Everyone loves you. You're 93 years old. You're 93 years young. 93 years young. Thank you. You're not slowing down at all, by the way. No. Nope. You're still rocking it on the sidewalks. Mine over metal. So go back to your, your beginning. So your, your mom was a... Uh... My mother was part... We had land. We had land in Virginia. Williamsburg was the heart of the Confederacy. And in the in the in, in the war, in the Civil War, one of them was they burned Williamsburg to the ground. Oh yeah, they did. Yes. So now Richmond is the capital, but uh, Williamsburg and Virginia proper is a fabulous state, man. Because you know, Northern Virginia, north of Washington D.C., is rich like Silicon Valley. It's big time. But I was reared on my family farm in Williamsburg, Virginia. But I never did the farming. I didn't even, in my mind, I didn't participate in that. Uh, my family did. I didn't feel the uh, the uh, Protestant that whatever that their religion. No, my religion. I'm a 
I did the earth, the wind, the sun, and the water. That's it. Man's religion is too divisive for me. Me being a warrior, I want to kill my enemy or get rid of him rather than having to deal with him. And the religion here in America, for me, with my way of life, is too divisive. The Baptists hate the Catholics. The Catholics don't like the Muslims. I, that, I don't, I, brother. I don't pay it that way. You're speaking my language, my brother. You I'm, understand? I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of organized religion because hell no, dude. If you if you look into all the religions, they have the the same basic philosophies, yes. but they all hate each other, and they I, think that's they're what I'm talking and about. they think they're the only religion that you should be following, and and it's just not how how it was meant to be in the universe brother, with God. It's the biggest game. God ain't got nothing to do with that. I understand. God has nothing to do with that. And then I believe. Listen, yeah. Also. <clears throat> when they say God is good and God, I'm, we all are gods. Sure, that's the way I see it. Yeah, There's man. There's no way in the world ain't no one nothing. Just watch no. No, that's yeah. This isn't so. No, you understand. We all are in our own thing. We got to try to do it the best way we can. And with me, after being in the war and smelling dead American, Japanese, animal bodies. And being in the South Pacific, brother, you have a, it, war shatters you. You ain't never the same because what causes PTSD, what causes trauma, the shock, trauma, a lot of trauma, is, listen, when man takes another human life, that's where the problem ensues, and you won't read this in any book. Then, no. Listen. When you kill another human, you take a little bit away from yourself. It's like the science of every action is a reaction. You understand? And that's what destroys you. I was with young guys, black, naturally segregated, that they were good Marines until they really faced it and had to, it, they couldn't handle it. Right. With me being a Indigenous brave, an Indian brave. Uh, see, I'm Indian, Irish, and African. And uh, the reason they hate us, the blacks and the Irish, is because we are known to take nothing and build an empire. You can't, you can't, you can't stop it. But yet and still, they try. So in my case here, me, I have to be an asset, not a liability. I'm part of that Project Fine, top-notch, top institution, and I had never been to a gala, the wine bar. It was wonderful. It's, see, I'm an elitist. I'm a Central Park South playboy. That's what I am. You still Back, get you still get the ladies, brother. They all love me. I know they do. I see them loving me, you. Listen, me being an alpha, alpha, fearless, they can feel that that energy. Yes, that they, they can. And then in my world, all along, I never believed in. I never tried to. I didn't even pick no girl to go to my uh, a prom. I didn't. I'm the type of uh, brave or male. See, there is female and male. Male, female. You got to be. 
they always have to come to me. Otherwise, and then she got to have certain qualities. She got to be attractive. Wait, wait, let's slow down a little bit. What do you mean by attractive? What do you like in a woman physically? I love her to be uh, physically together. Like a nice butt, right? A nice body, period. You don't need the big breasts, I no, would assume. That's, no, I That's mainly, adolescent crap, right? Yeah. But I want her to be attractive, I'd say. Nice smile, nice eyes? I want her to be fashionable. Fashionable, okay. And I want her to be independent. Yes. And, see, me being the male, I might want her because of the way she looked. A bookie. <laughs> or a bus or something about it. Right. But after you get that, then that's it. Right. So when we really come together, she fits the quality. She's attractive. She's fashionable and preferably college or smart and independent. That's it. That way, we come together to form fusion. It ain't no cheating. This, if I'm in China and she's in Africa, I don't whatever she does, that's my that's my woman. Well, that makes for a good relationship. If you're in Africa and she's in China, you don't have to see each other as much, and the relationship could last a little longer, right, sir? Come on, listen. Come on, you're right there. But (laughs) when you form fusion, yeah, you understand. That's a powerful word, fusion. The oneness of it ain't but one. I hear you. And uh, if she is, and if she ain't, fuck it, me and nobody. Right. You understand? Yeah, man, life is for living. And I'm strictly again. See, some of the most unhappy people in the world. Uh, New York is filled with unhappy people. That's why I gravitate towards someone like you. You, 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 uh, you, you like, uh, uh, got a lot of energy and a lot of happiness. Yeah, you see and, that? That's and, yeah. See, they're all waving at they you as, as they walk by. This is because of love. They feel this energy a mile away. Right. You understand? Again, this is... I'm involved in the social game. If I'm against I'm very good. If I whatever I'm doing, I'm the best at it. I'm not I'm I'm not a multitasker because the brain you can only handle one thing properly. When you start multitasking, you get very confused and uh But the system wants you to be confused. Right. That's I mean, why you got that box, that cell phone. It, it, uh, uh, at times, maybe you can Google it, but, sir, AI and the robot, listen, artificial intelligence. See, me being a man of words and uh, uh, simplified and uh, uh, high-level thinking, when you say artificial, that takes away three-quarters of whatever artificial Artificial mean less than the real. You understand? So artificial intelligence, I don't buy that. No, sir. So basically, uh, we're doing ourselves a disservice by sticking our face in the phone all day, and, and we're missing out on an actual human reaction. My main Or reason, human interaction, I should say. My main reason for being Whoa, 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 let's let this truck go by. Hey, we're trying to do something over here. A lot, of, a lot of trucks on Columbus Avenue, sir. My, I, listen, I know when this was a north and south. Sir, every time they try to make room for more, for the move to traffic, more traffic, yes. Don't forget, boy. I love you, darling. 
Wow, the kids love you, man. They see something in your soul, sir. Hold it. There's some kids on the corner there. Hold it now. You understand? Theo. Sometimes it's a block away. Theo. That's a good feeling. So let me ask you a couple things. So, uh, yeah, your family's from down south. Uh, what age did you enter the Army? Brother, or the Marines, I should say. Hold it. I graduated from Bruton Heights in Williamsburg, Virginia in 1940. December the 7th, 1947, I mean 41, was when the thing really hit the fan. Sure. Right. The bomb, Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Right. And uh, the Japanese, when they bombed Pearl Harbor, brother, a lot of people don't know the history of the reason why that came about. See, it's, it's, America is known, I'm, see, I'm, uh, I'm involved from City Hall to uh, Cuomo's office. The Cuomo family knows me. I am one to be dealt with because my intentions are honorable and I don't want to have to resort to what I can do if I want to do it. You understand? I rest. That's why I'm here trying to keep love alive and also conversation, what we're about right now. Right. See, when you converse, people don't understand this, the, the forces of the universe that you can't see, but what you feel. Like you see the leaves on the trees shuffling. Now, the wind, you don't see the wind, but you see the reflection of it. Sure. The spirit. I'm not talking about no church where people like that. I ain't, I'm not dealing with that. I'm talking about the spirit of life. He said, this thing is alive. If you plant a seed, take root, produce a stalk with many uh, uh, seeds, it's all good. Well, if you look for it, God is everywhere. That's what everywhere. I'm about. You could, Everybody Some people need to see God in a church or through a Thank prayer, you. but you could also see God through nature, my friend. It's impossible. Listen, it's, yes, it's impossible. I don't see no one thing. In fact, religion has been used as a weapon to profoundly enslave people. They, people got to have something to cling to, something. They don't. They ain't deep enough into the spirit of life, the reality of life, to, to deal with. It's not what you see; it's what you feel. And this is uh, this is from experience. Experience is the is very good teacher. In my case, it's the best teacher. That, see, you, you have to, this is profound here, brother. You have to understand, to understand, to understand. It's very, it's alliterative, but you might say you get wisdom, you get knowledge, and then you get understanding. You have to work up to it. So at this stage of life, 93, brother, I'm pursuing my postgraduate degree in humanities. Now, the reason humanities, people in this, people have gotten too interested in money. Money is only a means of exchange. That's what it's for. You want some coffee, you pay for it, you get it. Okay. But when it reaches the point that money currency or whatever you want to call it. That was the time in America, if you had a 50-pound bag of salt, you were rich. 
Now, when you start dealing with currencies and get start researching, you you understand what I'm talking about. Money to me is only a means of exchange, and you must. It's a must in a capitalist society. But see, when the system took politics and uh, politics and uh, civics out of the classroom. See, this our system is so, I don't know what, you gotta go on the east side and spend thousands of dollars to get a decent education. This, this, the local public school education is for sanitation men, police, street cleaners, for the ones that keep their thing, keep keep the system alive. But now if you really want education, you got to you can go east side, pay 30000 35000 40000 a year to get, you understand? I understand. I, yeah, I, I think money I think money and technology is a huge detriment to, uh, to human nature in general. We're all focused on making money, 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 money. And we're all focused on the technology, and we don't care what that means as far as uh, destroying our own planet and destroying our own humanity. And I, th- I feel like... They're only interested in money. I feel like, you know, uh, to, to save ourselves, we got to start waking up to the fact that, you know, this life isn't all about money and technology and getting, uh, uh, getting rich. Brother, that's why, Bonnie, I'm here... See, I'm accustomed to dressing and dressing. I like pretty clothes. Yes, I love you. You know it. Look at all these people walking by. They're all on their phones, looking down. No one has smiled. No one's, no one's interacting. I love you. You're, you're saying hi to everyone that walks by, and you know, and a few people look up. But look, look, this lady's gonna walk into a tree. She's on her phone. Tell Morning. There you go. I love There's you. a smile. There, there. Yes. That's what it's about. Yes. That's that's a very gorgeous. Ball. There you go. I love that you. I love that you notice that still, my mother. And let me tell you uh, another mistake that uh, that we do as a society. We don't we don't get knowledge from the elderly. We don't get knowledge from people that have lived like like yourself, sir. You got you got ninety three years of wisdom. That's right, baby, and experience. And experience. So, morning, morning, hi, darling. I love you. That's right. Do you understand? She knows. I. What, what do you think this that's is? Awesome. Of course I am. He's interviewing Theo. That's amazing. Hi, Theo. And the best to you. I didn't even ask your name, Theo. Yeah. I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask you for your name. I just feel like I know you, and that I didn't have to ask you for your name. Theodore. Theodore. God's so. God's gift. Right. So take me through the war. So you graduate high school. 1941 is when the shit hit the fan. That's right. And then walk me through uh, your experience uh, during World War II. Early 42, I was drafted. And uh, see, the U.S. Navy, when you say Marine, Marine Corps, U.S. Navy is land, sea, air, and undersea. That's the Marines, the Navy. But you have a Marine Corps and uh, Leia, I saw my boy with his father uh money, I think it was maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that I- took you to camp, right, Connor? 
Bye, darling. Take care. I love you. Yes. You mean I have an advanced degree in uh, early childhood, and I'm so glad that I do. Because being a Leo, a bona fide Leo is not a not a follower. He's a leader. And what I'm about, they don't teach this now in America. It's all about a business. Well, this is big business. I'm dealing with the business of business. People. There's nothing in it not as important as people. And, well, and dogs. Because on the Upper West Side, dogs are people too. But... Well, I notice in New York that most people like their dogs more than their fellow human beings. Brother, listen, you know what? Yeah, I'm part dog. See, I feel scientifically that I'm part dog. A dog, if, if, we, if we're part of the dust of the Big Bang, blah, 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 and what do you think the dog is? And the dog has been a part of, part of man's life for over 4540, over 45,000 years. No, there's a lady right there with these two dogs. She's an educated lady, and if she can afford what she wants, she got two dogs. You understand? And the dog, especially the little browner one, he loves me. Those, those dogs are, are, they're a bit loud there, uh, Theodore. Yeah. Well, a bit noisy. You understand? She... I don't like all that noise, but she should have put them over here. Have a good day, Kate. See, you, you know everybody by name, too, Theodore? Well, listen, man, That's pretty amazing. I, they can't help... They, they, this, is what, this is the real thing. You understand? Morning, Ruth. All right, the guy came out. That's his dog, so maybe they'll, they'll calm down a little bit. Oh, there we got another truck going by. Woo! Anyway, so uh, so what takes you to the, the war back in 1942? Uh, listen, I wanted to go to war. You wanted to go to war? I wanted to. I said, listen, I had been reared in Williamsburg and we, I was in the rural area. Williamsburg proper is maybe a mile long. Wonderful city. But I hadn't been anywhere. I had never even seen a uh, uh, Yes. And, uh, that's my, you see, I lean to the children because they are the future. They are, they are, they are of pristine mind. And I'm trying to inject this in them before make it better and peace and love that's one of my dreams I see man it's almost impossible to talk to you you know so many people here yeah (laughs) yes dog are you making my documentary oh you wanting to talk to him who are you no this is my friend no, but who are you? you? Hi, Ruth. Hi, Ruth. Why, you want to make a documentary on Theodore? Yes. I'm working on it. Oh, you're working on one. Yeah. I'm working I'm working. I'm working on getting someone to do it. Oh, really? Yes, from the Jacob Burns Center. Oh, yeah, he's an interesting uh, interesting guy. What do you know about Theodore? Well, oh, my God, what don't I know? Um, 
I see him almost every day. Um, let me see. Well, Theodore Dixon was born in Virginia. Yep. And he went to a uh, high school there. Never heard of segregation till he left. He went into the army, and uh, he got into trouble. <laughs> what kind of trouble did he get into? Because I mean, Theodore he speaks up for himself. Well, that's good that he speaks up for himself. Absolutely. Don't you think we all should be speaking up for ourselves? Absolutely. That's why he's my hero. Yeah, he learned about segregation. That was the yes, first time. Theodore, what did you get in trouble for? For being black. That'll do it. <laughs> you got in trouble for being black. Walking while being black. Listen. Wait, right, you, hold nice it. I'll, I'll answer that. Oh. Theo, love you. I got to go. All right, all right. We'll talk to you soon. I was in the segregation. Your dogs were a little loud, but they're cute. A segregated outfit. I was in a segregated. I had my. Uh, I had my Wait, I got to uh, stop you, Theodore, for real, to set this up. So, you're you're uh, in 1942. You go into the army, Marine, Marines. Which which? U.S. Navy. U.S. Navy. Sorry. Okay, let me set this up. So now you're fighting for the for our country, and and now you have to deal with segregation. I mean, my biggest problem was segregation, not the Japanese. I leave you with that. And then you had to kill them. Wasn't no problem. Morning. But a lot of them couldn't understand why you brought. Oh, man. So I had never dealt with that, even being read in the heart of the Confederacy. Because the people in Virginia were colonial Virginia educated type. They were decent, wonderful people. It wasn't any of those disparaging signs and all that ignorance. No, it was people. We had, I I was in the uh, rural area. The only time I went into the city proper is when I went to school. I put on my shirt and tie in the country, have breakfast, get my books and get on the bicycle and ride three or four miles across the track, then you're in Williamsburg. And you can get it on your own. Bruton Heights. Williamsburg, Virginia. I don't deal with the cell phone, but being that I'm here trying to keep conversation alive, if I wanted the thousand dollar new one, I'd have it. I don't want to be. I don't want to deal with it. I don't. I can think. I can read. And I'm from the old school. You understand? Uh, high school, college, and the best school. My, my uh, uh, school that. Brought me up to 12th, 12th grade. I love you. It's all good. Bruton Heights. You can get it one time on your own. Bruton Heights, Williamsburg, Virginia. Dot something. It's. We even have a paper. The Brutonian. I have it at home. I don't have it in my pocket. But uh, I'm an asset, not a liability. And it seems that people that they've been trying to keep you down and blah, 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 and the more you depress, the more I rise. You understand? I hear you. You can't, you can't, but science said every action there's a reaction. So when you're trying to depress me, I'm getting better. And that's the way it is. That's what's happening. And uh, you finally destroy everything trying to destroy. That's why I said, remember, England England tried to do away with the Irish, and America never has accepted me, never. 
they can talk all they want to, but I know. And I always, to be happy and not to really want to kill everybody. Mr. Requell, yes, sir. Yes. That's a very lovely mother. She got the prettiest little blue-eyed blonde, one-year-old daughter, Raquel. She got a son, three or four, Emmett. Yes. See, what makes me feel good? You literally know everyone that walks feel by. this energy. Yeah. Holy. I love the energy on this bench right here. I don't love the truck so much, but I love the energy. I'm not... I'm not looking to see, listen, me being a uh, Central Park South playboy gangster. Yeah, I'm not, kid. Yeah, I don't, I'm not looking for because of her butt and this and that. I want my woman to be attractive. I want her to be smart and I want her to be independent. And I'm about, not about her bookie or her bus, it's about her brain. Theodore, let's enjoy this moment. Look at this lady walking down the sidewalk right now, just bouncing. Look at the bounce on this. Bounce and bounce and bounce. What yes, do you think of that, Theodore? Good morning. I admire you. You understand? <laughs> yeah, all. you do. Yeah, I admire She almost bounced out of that dress, Theodore. Come on. Hey, I'm a professional playboy, son. I hear you. I ain't, I ain't that. If she wants some Johnson, she got to ask for it. I hear you. But yeah, man. That way, now you maintain, you maintain your money. Your male status. I gotta say, you were way smoother than me. My my tongue was out of my mouth, and you were yeah. smooth as she yes. was walking by. Brother, that was a bounce, right? Yes. That was a nice bounce. I, listen, <laughs> that's I don't like. I, I'm connected. Morning, darling. I'm connected with some. All my my girls yeah. are beautiful. Yes. And most of them wanted that status quo way. They wanted a homey and a. I don't, brother, I want to keep it simple and effective. And the more you acquire, the more, I didn't bring nothing, and I don't expect to take anything with me. <laughs> Hold it, I want you to hear this. Go ahead, I'm listening. Listen, I have two words that I live by. Okay. Extemporaneous Oof. and serendipity. All right. Don't forget that. And why? Do you understand? Because serendipity, I mean, uh, extemporaneous, see, all plans by men and mice do eventually go awry. All right, dang it. Extemporaneous, like that girl that was passing, bang, we meet, bang, today, have lunch, bang, and we have the time of our life, sex and everything else, and that's it. That's the extemporaneous unplanned meeting of serendipity is the pleasure that we uh, enjoyed during that time. Yes, darling. I love you. You know it. This is... Man, you know, you know every hot woman on the Upper West Side. Later. Yeah. I'll see you. Yes. I love you, baby. She's got like a like a Kelly Ripa uh, vibe about her. A younger Kelly Ripa right there. With her yoga pants. As her dog is shitting on the sidewalk. That's nice. I make him feel good. I know you do. You got to make I'm not talking about that. See, I'm talking about with words and the way I treat them. And believe me, 
I would never ask her for no check. No way. She had to ask me. Otherwise, I wouldn't enjoy it. I hear you. Believe me. And that's what she, the first order of life is food. Second order of life is sex. Sex plays a subliminal effect on everything you do. If you order, if there's something sexy about it that makes you accept it, a suit or a meal or whatever, and you don't even know it. Sex. So, in the capitalist system, status quo, once a man signs his name on that marriage thing, now he becomes a slave, not just to the woman, to the system. Yes! And uh, that body, I'm a slave to the love, to the light, to the sun, to the earth, to the, to the water, you understand, to the ocean. And it's your state of mind. People, uh, everything is a thought first. So if you think about, say, why am I doing this? Oh, here's a young girl. Listen, young girl, family sent them to high school. Then they send them to college to get a husband. I got young ladies that I counsel, and I tell them the truth, like I tell my daughter. I want you to go to college, but I want you to go to college to become independent, to become smart. Because, darling, if you become my slave, I love you because of the way you look at that point in time. I'm a male animal. Now, when you start extending and they're getting pregnant and this and that, your sister looks good. Well, she's, uh, do you understand? This is the way, man, this is the way it is. Right. You're, yes. you're a true feminist. I, do you understand? That's it, man. You respect the females. I respect the females. We need more people to respect the females on, well, the, on this listen, planet. This country has a problem, so-called white-collar male. White-collar male. White-collar male. I was never a white-collar male. High-five on that, Theodore. Right. They are choked up with the, blah, 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 like the Weinstein and the rest of them guys. They have reduced themselves to nothing. The world knows that even with all their money, ain't nothing. Right. You know what? They don't have any morals. But they hold all the power, my friend, and that's where the problem right, is, listen, right? They, but within itself, he thinks it's him. money. Every action has a reaction. Right. So all right, what he got, it costs him so much to have it. Deep down inside, he know he ain't worth two dead flies. Money. Two dead flies. He ain't good. Damn, man. After all this, and once you, and you know that the... The other side of the fence, I mean, you're, damn, man. They come to me. Even when I was in high school, brother, when I graduated, 1942, my sister said, who are you going to take to, uh, she was, not the girls are smarter, but she was graduating also. And uh, who are you going to take to the uh, prom? I said, who am I going to take to the prom? I'm going to take all of them. <laughs> That's the way it honest. I was... You're going to need a school bus. Do you understand? I Listen, understand. See, because these, these country girls ain't nothing no more beautiful than an up, uh, upscale, educated, uh, college country girl. Right. Yes, they have. The food. It's all good. So, 
there was a beautiful girl there from Atlanta, Georgia, Lee Bertha Love. Beautiful. She loved me. But she said, my sister said, well, listen, Lee Bertha woke me. Please take her. Say, all right, I'll take her to the prom. So I took her. I danced with her, and then I went on. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want. I ain't that, that clinging. No. No, man. Because, see, really, that come on, as soon as that's resolved, it changes, baby. It changes. And, no, uh, that's it. They call it whatever they want to. I hear you. But you don't want steak every day. And there's no way that I, like these uh, areas, the, the, the way you have to live in New York City, that's the person you can't afford all the room that you really want or need. And they have to wake up with a family and a smoke. Science has tested when mice live close, they fight, they, they'll kill each other. You gotta have space. So you gotta think of this before, but see, men get led by the sex desire. Oh, he did that. Like that girl that went by. To me, I, I might tell her I love the way you look, so you fit my desire, uh, uh, the way I like for you to look. But uh, what are you into? What do you do? You understand? What are you, but really? You want to get to know her a little bit. I want to exactly. Instead of just eyeing her as a sex object. That's it. And But that bounce was nice, Theodore. We can at least acknowledge that, right? Sex is, again, second order of life, and it's the most destructive because everything you do has a sexual connotation, uh, me, and you don't even know it. Let me uh, jump in on there. My, my good friend, Brother Weeds, up there in Rochester, New York. I do this because of him, by the way. Um, he told me a long time ago, don't marry a face. And what he meant by that was you. you see a beautiful girl, you're, you're sexually attracted to her, but there's so much more about, about her that you should get to know. And if the sex is good, that makes it even worse. And next thing you know, your mind is confused. Like you think you're totally, truly in love with this person because the sex was good and she's beautiful. And then you realize that you never really got to know her. And when the sex kind of uh, goes away a little bit, then you're stuck with someone that you, you, you don't right. want to be around. And uh, Don't ever marry a face, Theodore. Listen, I have son, daughter. They went to pri uh, private school. In fact, the learning community, 90th Street, New York Avenue. Yeah. That school was built for the UN kids. So my son, in fact, he, he was here yesterday from California, and uh, he went back uh, a couple of days. Uh, he was here a week. How old is your son? He was born in 1970. 1970? Yes. Okay. So uh, you... That's, uh, that's uh, 48. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. So... I, listen, I hadn't seen him, brother, since, I hadn't seen him since, uh, the 70s, that's 10 years. Maybe I'll say two years in 80. I hadn't seen him since he was 12. So when he came here, he hadn't announced, he knew where I was. We talk on the phone, I'm in contact, and that's where I like it. See, families create a problem too, brother. Some of the most... Serious crimes are committed on Thanksgiving when you bring all the families. See, you know, I, 
I feed my family, my real family. My, when I say real family, the ones that I was up with, I feed them with a long-held spoon. That's an old country statement that you got to keep them at a distance because I'm the only one in the family that has no problem and is happy and, and not all bothered and wrinkled up with capitalist problems. They have their, their home, their this and that. I don't want nothing. I didn't bring nothing. I got the best, but I didn't bring anything. I even carry nothing with me. Right. So you don't get wrapped up into that. The banks own the money now since the mistake. See, political science is one of my mates. History, mates. I'm involved from City Hall to Albany. Mr. Cuomo, his wife, family, the one before him, is there now. My building is 111 West 71st. We have a rock association. I'm the mayor of the block. They elected me mayor. Not see you, brother. Wait, I want to. I want to. I want to go back a little bit. So you were obviously married for a short time. If I was married, it was a very short. Time. Very short time, and yes, then and, and then you didn't see your own kids for a really long time. Listen, I wasn't married at all in that. Okay. That was what you call fusion understanding. See, I let a female know in advance that. Darling, I love you, and I love being with you, but I am not the type that want to be... Tied down. Right, not going to be tied down. You don't want to be tied down. I'm not. No. This is my life, and I got to enjoy it. And if you tied down, it's like being in independent gentry. You got to move and they say, no. But I took care of business that when the split did come, she knew it was going to eventually come. So after playing house for say 12 years, that was it. Yeah. God damn, man. You were done. Because me, morning sir, and that, yeah, I love you. The kids really like you. They all wave and get a big smile on their face. I am on their intelligence line. The reason I dress it up, I have, I got a Madison Avenue wardrobe. I'm a playboy, yeah, I know about that. But this way makes me different. The children are different. I have a way that I, yeah, you understand? They on the, that's the way I talk to the children. They love me. Then you have to be consistent with them. I'm here rain, snow, sleet, five days a week. See, they're out now. School is out until maybe the second week in September. September, right. I sent them away. I go to the graduations at St. Anthony's here, 69th. The uh, sacred, blessed sacrament. They all, they, they, I have to go because the kids invite me. And they on the stage. They, they, I say, yeah, Theo's here, darling. <laughs> they all look around like, yeah. who's, who's Theodore? Yeah. yeah. Listen, Theodore. That's right. I, I got to go in a couple minutes, but were you ever in love in your 93 years? Yeah, I love life. You're in love with life. I'm in love with life. And you understand? That way, I don't be led by brother. Even at 93, I have a sexual drive, but I have to, in what I'm involved in here, you don't be hitting this one. See, you don't do that to women. No. 
I tell him this one I love that. And I'm screwing up. And oh, no, no. Hey, listen, hold it. Wait a minute. Uh -oh, who are hey, these people? Hey, people of France. That's who they are. Yeah? Yeah. This is the mother Celine. And this is the gorgeous one, Sierra. And this is my main love. Oh, uh, hold it. Oceana. And this is their a Philippine keeper, and I help keep the Japanese from coming to run you out of the Philippines. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, listen, no. The world history. We missed your birthday, but it's a little late, but here it is. Happy birthday. You understand, it? <laughs> they bring you a birthday gift. That's very nice. No, I love you. Hugs, kisses. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And my baby, and my darling, listen, this is my family, boy. And they know it. It ain't no doubt about it. And I'm so glad to see this is not playing. This just happened. This is not playing. <laughs> Listen, as you know, my two most favorite words, extemporaneous and serendipity. Yes. <laughs> and that's what this is. And this is my baby here. This is my love. And I'm madly in love with their mother. And they know it. Thank you for coming by. Oh, well, listen, I'm so I always you. I, it's impossible to. No. Hey, hey, tell me, uh, tell me one thing about Theodore. We've all seen him walk these streets forever. Um, what? Um, when we used to go to the school with the school bus that would come here, he'd be here every morning, and he would like give us history, like he would teach us a history lesson. Sure. And she goes, oh no. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows this Theodore, That's man. That's my baby, man. Theo always says, to be continued. To be continued. To be yes. That's right, Dom. Thank you so much for seeing by. I never, I, you're always on my mind because of the future. You see? And then again, me being an alpha male feminist. Here's three. Do you understand? Okay, you know what, Dom. I don't see how anybody, a man, cannot be a feminist. A man ain't nothing without a woman. I hear you, brother. And this is a this is a Playboy gangster talk. <laughs> I love you, darling. I love so glad to see you. You understand? And my baby, are you okay? Are you having a pleasant summer? And I know Oceana is. Yes, baby. Yeah, this is very close. Man. That's what it's all about, right That's there. That's what it's all. They know it. Theodore, what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of life? What, what have you learned in your 93 years about life in general? Listen, you gotta, ex you, you gotta deal with what it is. But you see, I don't accept any uh, complaints. All right, good morning. Make it better, better, better. You understand? Make it better. Remember, fools complain, wise people act because you're caught up in this complex, the universe. Universe is absolute. The best I can be is if you're hot, you're hot. But if you're very good, you're bad also. You understand? And all the neighborhood knows that I am a love gangster, but a good gangster. I respect you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know it. I don't just say it. I, you have to. That's why this game, I, I don't see them every day. And they came by with a birthday gift. Do you understand? And I'm very... <laughs> Viva la France. <laughs> I love you, darling. Thank you, Theo. And you're looking wonderful. And so is my horseman and my baby. <laughs> yeah.
Yes, sir. See, this young lady, I was raised in Virginia, and she loves horses. I wish I had a horse farm just for her. I do, because I love horses. The most elegant of animals is a horse. That's right, baby. In fact, once you're really around it, the horse that you're interacting with, you got to know how to talk to it. See, I talk, yes. I was looking in that because see, where I come from, money. If the horse doesn't like you, you can't even get on his back. You understand? And the proper way to get it on his back other than jumping on him Indian style. And I can ride Western saddle. I know how to handle uh, English saddle. I'm a horseman, baby. The worst spanking I ever got was running a horse in Virginia, but just on him and holding on to the mane and booting him up. And when he came back, it was wet. And when a horse gets wet like that, he can die. Yes, you know it, I love horses. See, if you love life and love yourself, you love life, period. That's why I love you, I love myself. I love horses, I love animals. I love, I love for love, not for the bookie and the... <laughs> I love you, baby. You know it. This is fact. And when you when you girls now, I'm not countering countering what your mother instructs you. I love her and respect her. But I don't want you to go to college just to get a husband. I want you to go to college to become independent. Then you can pick whatever you want. Because if you're just going to have, say, the husband. Darling, he'll get tired of you before you before the party's over. I know. I'm a male. I'm an alpha male. And I'm a feminist. And I don't wanna I don't wanna make him unhappy. So we have understanding. We come together through fusion. Well, do you understand? Yes, darling. And I love you. So remember, no matter what, I'm telling you how to do it, especially in today's time. You're independent. Uh, if you know, you don't have to take, you, you don't have to, please, please be independent, especially Oceana and uh, 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 Sierra, really. That's a nice life lesson right there, Theodore. The, the best. That's a good lesson. You're only going to get that from one that is experienced and that loves you. You understand? Otherwise, you set yourself up for an unhappy life. I, I think they want to take a picture with you. Yeah. I see them fumbling with a camera. Here, get in there. This lovely family. Mom and her two very young daughters came by to give Theodore a uh, birthday gift. Now they're getting a picture from uh, the Filipino maid taking the picture. There you go. There you go. This neighborhood loves Theodore. And I love Felicity. The family didn't realize I was doing an interview with Theodore. I've decided it's all about them stopping by, ignoring my microphone, ignoring my podcast, but that's okay. I've wanted to stop by and uh, talk to Theodore for a long, long time. 93 years old, on the Upper West Side, uh, World War II vet, uh, his own person, have, has a couple kids that he really hasn't really had a relationship with, which is a little strange because he has a whole relationship with this entire neighborhood on the Upper West Side of New York City, so 
I guess we call this to be continued. I, I wanted you to meet Theodore, and uh, we met Theodore. We'll definitely sit down and talk to him a little more in uh, future episodes of the Open Radio Podcast. Let me say goodbye to Theodore. Theodore, I think we're done because you're now socializing. But we'll do this again. This is my family. I understand. I'm not mad. I've seen you a million times. Thank you, brother. Give me a hug. Not not in the gateway. We're good. Oh, that's a good hug, brother. All the best, all right? We'll talk to you soon. Uh, All right, cheers. And there we go. All right, Joey. That was interesting. Getting uh, wisdom and life lessons from 93-year-old Theodore. This is the OP Radio Podcast. The old vet is a person in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. In the neighborhood. The old vet is a person in your neighborhood. A person you should thank each day. These are the people in Opie's neighborhood. Don't forget to subscribe and review us at Apple Podcasts. And check out OpieRadio.com to get merch like Opie Radio hats, Carl's Creepy Cabin, and Beyond Reproach t-shirts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Opie Radio. Look out into our magic window and give a great big Opie Radio follow back to the following. Trenton at Rock Hardington, at John Carollo, at Trevor J2798, at Mike DeLache, D-E-L-A-C-H, at FSU Fanboy. Happy early 35th birthday at Experience 03842, at Hamstacker, at Tim Bull, 84. At Metal Man 49. At Dopey N Ain't Funny. At Baby B F23. At FMG 1014. At Spicoli TV. R Scott at R-S-C-O-T-T-O-N-E. At Ted D. Woods. Robert D. Mathers at R.D. Mathers. At Raw W Dog 99. At Keith Carolin 1. At Tuttle on Radio. Follow them on Twitter because, like you, they get what we're doing here. Here's a few more calls off the OP Radio rant line. What's up, guys? This is Terry from Reno, uh, Gertie Mac on Twitter. Opie, you rule. I love the show. Keep it going. Joey, I love what you do. Keep that going. Uh, Chef, I don't know if you're going to hear this or not. You're probably out banging some broad. You put this out first come, first serve. I mean, what the fuck? Really? Come on. Anyway. All right. Happy to uh, be listening. Talk to you uh, motherfuckers later. All right, Ope. Joey, Carl, and whoever else is listening. Don't sweat it, Terry, from Reno. Yeah, first come, first served. But this initial launch is really about saying, hey, thanks. We We want to include as many as we can. Obviously, we have tons of calls. We can't put them all on this episode. We'll have to sprinkle them in as we go. The real way we want to navigate this is Greg throws out a subject through social media. 
Maybe I do a different voice message on the caller line to uh, introduce a different type of a topic or some type of a thing we want uh, feedback on. And then we'll include you as we go and we, we sprinkle it in. There will be no montages like we're doing this time. This is just for the maiden voyage of the call-in line. So we do appreciate you guys calling. Let's continue. Let's do a few more and then get out of here. Hi, this is Creamy Butters from Plymouth, Massachusetts. What's better than the Opie Radio Podcast? I can't think of anything. Seriously, right now I'm having a tough time in my life. My left foot has a really bad infection. Why does it have a bad infection? Because I'm a 49-year-old fat diabetic who never took care of himself. I've been ruizing a long time. How long have I been ruizing? Remember back when Carl thought that his ex-wife actually had green eyes? It was decades before that when I started ruizing. I pretty much invented it. But we'll call it ruizing. Anyways... All I really want is uh, to sit back on my purple mattress and take big fistfuls of blue chew. And, Opie, could you start having a product called the Joey Salvia Condom? Because I want to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> How you doing? My name is Mike from Selden, New York. Uh, a big, big fan of uh, Opie ever since the WNEW days. Um, listening since I was in high school, 98, 99, the Monica Lewinsky bit. Um, listening to Jim Brewer, everybody back in the day. Brian Reagan, they used to come on. Love it, big supporter. Um, I've heard every single podcast so far that Opie's done. I'm happy he's doing everything. How uh, his new show is, it's kind of like, you know, you feel like you're part of a normal conversation when you listen to him. I like that style. Quick little joke in honor of Jackie the Joke Man. Martin, that was on the other day. This guy goes into a uh, pet store. He always goes into. He's there, and he goes, and says, Hey, Mike, how you doing? Ah, I'm doing good, Bob. Um, you know, I just need a little bit of dog food today. He goes, listen, before that, I got something in the back. Yeah, you know what? I don't really have the time for that. I just need to get dog food and come out of here. Listen, trust me, buddy. Just come in the back. He goes, all right. He goes in the back. All of a sudden, there's a hamster running around the cage. I goes, listen, you see this hamster? The minute I show you this hamster, what they can do, you're going to buy this hamster. You know, listen, I don't really have that kind of time. I don't want a hamster. You know, I'm good. Listen, just trust me. Pull your cock out. Walk over to that cage, and that hamster's going to give you the best blowjob you ever had in your life. He goes, what? Come on, man. I don't have time for this shit today. Listen, just trust me. Pull your cock out and walk over to the cage. Guy goes, fuck it, whatever. Walks over, pulls his cock out, puts it by the cage. Hamster hops up, hops on his dick, gives him the best blowjob of his life. Guy goes, you're absolutely right, and I'm buying this goddamn hamster. He goes home, takes the hamster home with him. He's at his house. He's in the kitchen. The hamster's running around. His wife comes home, comes in, sees the hamster. She freaks out. Holy shit, what the fuck is that? Goes, don't worry about what that is. Just teach it how to cook and then get the fuck out. Nice. Opie, Chef, and the rest of the Opie Radio crew. This is Chuck B. from New Jersey. Love the show. Been a longtime fan since 97. Forget all the hate and the fluff that's going on. You guys are doing a great job. Love the transparency. Love to hear the personal stuff. I think that really makes the show that sets everything else apart. Don't want to hear about politics and whatnot. Love hearing Chef's um, stories about the divorce and you go to a shaman, which is great. Keep doing a good job. Mikey, yo, you got to get better at producing. Fix that. You're making Joey's job a little bit harder. But great job. Keep it up. Looking forward to listening to more. And after four years of doing my own podcast, you have more episodes than I do. So I need to catch up. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Listen, next time you call, give us the name of the podcast so we can plug it, okay? 
We really appreciate all your calls, and we're going to give you one more. And uh, last but not least, here you go. Hi, uh, OP uh, Radio. This is Anthony Cumia. Um, you want to talk? You want to hear about the show? This is the first, the first subject that you came up with. Well, how about this? Editing the commercial for this bit was six minutes long of your narrator just rambling on and on. We had to cut in three times playing it just to keep our show from sucking. Is that bad? Suck by osmosis. Uh, also, Opie, I gotta tell you, you can't wash off the ONA stink. Like I said uh, before on this program, it's like when your finger breaks through the tissue paper wiping your ass. It's always gonna smell like shit the whole day. There's no washing it off. So, so I don't, I can't see this, what you're doing now, being some kind of retooling of uh, Opie. Well, then get a lucrative uh, LA job with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, Opie. I wish you all the best, my friend. Um, say hi to everyone over there at Westwood One. Buy yourself a microphone. I heard you had like, you had three guests and you didn't have enough microphones. Buy a microphone. We made a few bucks. Open that wallet up. Jesus Christ, Greggy. I don't know. Oh, no, I wish you all the best. Of course I do. I'm just busting balls. Busting balls over here. Uh, from one uh, radio personality to another. Uh, Godspeed and uh, have, have, a good, uh, have a good one. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.